When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. Now, from Learfield. Pistols firing! Touchdown, Oklahoma State! This is the Oklahoma State Cowboy Insider. Here is your host, Dave Hunziker. This is the Cowboy Radio Network Insider. We get ready for the final game of the regular season here at Boone Pickett Stadium. I'm Dave Hunziker, joined by Robert Allen. Yeah, you're the nicest person that I'm going to talk to this week about Cowboy football. Is that by choice? No, that's that's by occupation. <laughs> oh, been a rough week. Oh, I've been uh, in New York with basketball, so I've been able to sort of absolve myself from it. I've I've in my mind at times gone to New York this week with basketball, but it's only you been in my mind. It's only been in my mind. It hasn't been in my reality. My reality this week is uh, there are a lot of Oklahoma State fans that are angry, and you know what. I agree with them. This season is a disappointment based on what what we thought it was going to be, based on what the players were expecting it to be and what they thought they were going to accomplish, and I think based on what the coaches believed would be accomplished. So nobody's arguing that, especially after losing to Kansas State last week and falling completely out of the opportunity to get into the to the Big 12 championship game, this this season has fallen short. Yeah. Now, uh, is it a disaster? No, it's not a disaster. Does it set your program back? I don't think it sets your program back unless you just were banking on these seniors. It's a great collection of seniors we'll say goodbye to on Saturday, at least here at Boone Pickens. We'll have another game with them in the bowl game. But um, – because you're still recruiting good players. You're sure. still bringing in new players. You're retaining a lot of players. Uh, yeah, I, I know I'm going off. and, and No, and it's all right. You may want to steer us another direction. No, this is fine. I'm actually fine with this. Chuba Hubbard, you haven't seen him yet. I'm just telling right. you when you see him. I watched him just this week on the scout team. They finally put him on the scout team. He's been running with the, the offense, getting a few reps there. And you know what? 
it's a wake-up call for the defense because you yeah. think you're having a hard time stopping Skylar Thompson and Alex Barnes? Introduced to you Chuba Hubbard, who's right. better than any of those guys you've really been playing against recently, might be, but they might be on a par with Montgomery at uh, Iowa State as far as talent, and he's faster. He, I'm not so sure he's. I think he's faster than Justice Hill. So um, well, that'll be fun. You know the the receivers, guys like Braden Johnson and L.C. Greenwood that you haven't seen yet. Right, Tylen Wallace has been. You know, what? Lost, you know what? Lost in in what we've seen from you know James Washington and Chris Lacey and Marcel Aitman and and even the the underclassmen, you know, established guys. Tylen Wallace, based on who he's got to compete with and who's ahead of him, has had about as good a freshman season as you could expect out of a receiver. I would. I think that's very fair. Because, I think that's I mean, reasonable. There've been years freshmen produced more, but they had to because there was nobody because ahead they had of them. To play absolutely. When, whenever this guy gets into the game and is called upon, he makes his number count. I mean, he he does his job, and he's. We haven't seen him go really for the deep balls yet. I think he's caught maybe one deep ball. Everything's been intermediate. Yeah, one or two at the most, yeah. But, uh, no, there, there's this program's still got a bright future. But is this season a disappointment? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I said 10-2 and two at the start of the year. And so that Kansas State game puts that, off. puts that off. Unless I was banking on a bowl loss and I wasn't. So, right, right. So how do you feel about it? Because you've well, been in New York doing basketball. There's a couple things. First of all, I haven't had to deal with it as you have. I've received some angry texts. Which is smart on you. Well, on I, I mean, I've got to go do my other sports, so I've been tied up with that and traveling across the country, so there hasn't been much time for it. But it's, I guess one thing is that even when I get some that are especially spirited, and I do get those, and sometimes on Twitter too, the biggest enemy of any college athletic program or department is apathy. If people are upset, they care, and that is a really good thing because there are countless college programs across the country that wish they had our problem of an angry fan base because they don't have enough of a fan base for anybody to get angry. So that's a good thing. So as long as that continues, we're in good shape. But I, I don't know. I Robert, and you know this because we talked about it in the summer, I had hesitations about this team. And I've, one thing I've learned is my first feeling is my right feeling, and I should never change it. My first gut feeling on a team is always right. And it wasn't that I expected us to be 9-3. and three. I just, and I don't know if I can put my finger on why. I just didn't think this was a playoff team. I thought Oklahoma would be hard to knock off of the conference title. I was hoping it would happen. Now, I didn't expect TCU to do what they've done. I didn't see that coming. Um. I just had a, and again, you know, my brother used to say, thought long, thought wrong. I, for for me, know. my I, over the years, I found out my first feeling on a team is the right feeling, and I just had a hunch that I didn't think it would, I, I didn't know what would happen, but I didn't think it would deliver at the level that the fans thought it would. I was just cautious, and again, I, I don't know if I know why. You I, guys, it, yeah, you guys know West Virginia was the game that I had circled. Yes. Oh my gosh, I do not like this setup at all, and and it ended up being, you know, a, a pretty good day. Um, I didn't see TCU coming like like you said, and here's why I thought, and 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 it's funny because at one point you gave in and said, you know what, you were I right, did. and now I have to turn right around and say, hmm, Dave. 
I wasn't as right as you thought. And I think there's excuses, and, and people are saying, what's he talking about? I thought the defense was going to be better, and I thought the biggest reason they would be better was the corners because I thought those young corners. Now, when I said that, I expected Madre Harper to be yeah. included in that group. We thought Adrian Baker might and help I thought, a little bit too. I thought Adrian Baker would help a little bit, and I I seem to have more faith in Darius Curry than than our coaching staff. I mean, right. I'm just going right. to say what that that's that's the truth. Um, well, he moved to safety and then had to go back to corner. Came back to corner, and and I've actually been impressed with some of the things he's done at corner. But here's here's what happened in October. We all looked at each other and said, "Wow, this defense! The defense won the game at Texas. There were a lot of points at, at West Virginia, but they weren't given up by the defense, and the defense had a very impressive day." Well, it was garbage against, time, really, yeah. too. And um, and so I think we came out of October thinking, "Hey, if this defense plays in October in November like they did in October, hey, we got something here." Right. The defense is, it's almost like, it's almost like you ship those guys off and a different crew came in. And part of it is the time of the year. Here's my biggest complaint. And fans. I've got two thoughts on that too, bro. My biggest complaint is you've got guys on the sidelines. You've got, uh, some of them may be too young. Some of them may not exactly be as fast as you want them to be or as smart as you want them to be. But you've got to make use of your personnel, especially so that you don't wear thin with the front line. And we have just left guys out there to play and play and play in a league where you're going to do 80 snaps a week pretty much anyway. Um, and what we've seen is guys injured and thinned out, guys having to play injured. And I think I think attrition just just repetition attrition sure has cost this defense i think if you move them back to where they were in october i think they'd still play the same way you know what i think what you're saying is right on the money for me even more significant is this the first seven weeks of the year with the exception of the tcu game and even with kenny hill you have to be you know you you don't rank him as a deep threat quarterback outside of tcu Oklahoma State played nothing but teams with quarterback issues, quarterback situations in flux. Tulsa didn't know who they were going to play coming in. South Alabama was in a quarterback quandary. Pittsburgh was in a quarterback disaster. Now, Texas Tech had stability, but that's a first-year starter, and Schimanek doesn't want to throw the ball down the field. So, you know, so they're not in flux, but it's not a high-quality quarterback situation. The Baylor situation was a mess at quarterback. The Texas freshman playing, I mean, he's made countless mistakes over the course of his freshman year that's hurt Texas. And then we go to West Virginia, and we expect that Will Greer will be the first true test. And you know what? I kept waiting. You know, I think we, we, we kind of kept waiting for somebody to challenge the young quarters. Nobody did, and partly because they couldn't. They didn't have the quarterbacks to do it. And WBU really didn't do it until late in the game, and then it didn't matter. Finally, you got into November where you had high-quality quarterback play with the ability and the willingness to throw it deep, and then suddenly we found us like, whoa, wait a second. But we were lucky, Robert. Let's face it. Those first seven weeks, we were lucky. We were facing teams quarterback-wise that had major issues except for TCU. And again, Kenny Hill, you know, they're not trotting the Heisman out for him. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it was interesting how that played out. And I think your fatigue thing 
is right there with it. They're hand in hand. They're two things that are hand in hand. They're different storylines, but I think they're both important. You know what? And, and golly, the minute I say this, some rare OU fan that dialed into this podcast by mistake is going to get a smile on his face. And I, I really hate to put smiles on the faces of Sooner fans. It's Thanksgiving week, Robert. But, you can do that. Well, or they've got that, uh, that uh, ESPN has that promotion, Sweet Talk Your Rival. I'm not really into that. but You don't sweet um, talk many people. No, Well, no, I do. I sweet talk, <laughs> I sweet talk my wife all well, the time. Well, I know. Well, they're not going to uh, get into all that. Anyway... Here's the deal. OU, that OU game, I don't think it did this to the offense, but OU may have broken the sword of the defense. Oh, I think there's some truth to that. Because here's the deal. You talk about the quarterback flux and issues. You faced two teams after OU that had the same same issues. You bet. I mean, you faced two yep. third-team quarterbacks. Zeb Nolan at Iowa State, a redshirt freshman, and now Skylar Thompson, a redshirt freshman that was the third team at K-State. And and let's go back to the K-State game last Saturday. God, I hate to do this. It's painful. But you know what I think, though? I think His I th- deep balls? Yeah. Were, they were just thrown up there. Oh, I and know. They, and Pringle was so wide open. open, he could get it. But those weren't high-quality throws. I like what Deion Amati says. He has a phrase he uses called starting a fire i think OU started the fire and that is whoa wait a second let's get after let's get after these young dbs a little bit and see what happens and i I, so i think you're right i think it kind of broke the sword and i think that started what Dion calls starting the fire and until you do something to change it that fire keeps burning and burning and burning until somebody puts it out and I think there's. I think the OU game may have started that fire, so to speak, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And what mystifies me, if there was a chance to put the fire out, I thought it came at the end of the Iowa State game. Yes. Rodarius gets his confidence back to make two big plays against a guy that's going to play in the league, Alan Lazard. And then on the other side, they go at uh, AJ with Marcy uh, Murdoch, Murdoch. Yeah. And he gets the pick. And you come out of it, and even though they had given up a lot during the game, you come out of it with those corners. Remember, we I interviewed them on the field to start the, the post game. They, they were the heroes, both of them, right, Darius right. and AJ. But then they came back this week, and, and they ran into a guy that you know, makes you wonder what could have been for Byron Pringle. And K-State's not, that's not the team we cover, but that was his breakout game. And oh, he's got one he game, phenomenal. or he's got two games left, Iowa State Saturday and a bowl game. Um, yeah, so now you get, you get ready for Kansas and, um, you know, this, this'll be a chance. Here's what's different. Bedlam has always, at least every other year, senior day has been Bedlam. Yes. Well, senior day gets lost in a Bedlam. The years it hasn't been Bedlam, you still had Bedlam looming the next week, uh, or the, or two weeks, whatever your schedule said. Um, this Tomorrow, I think the focus, or on Saturday, the focus is on the seniors. It's certainly not on the opponent. Kansas is 1-10. and I mean, unless you want to welcome Doug Meacham and and, uh, Joe DeForest and Todd Bradford home, uh, you know, which is unusual to see three former long-term assistant coaches over at here that are at Kansas now. Um, Maybe you want to uh, 
check out whether the Kansas captains will shake hands. My bet is they will. I'll bet they will. Just a gut feeling. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. But really, I see the focus Saturday, and and there'll be empty seats. I'm not stupid. You know, deer season, Thanksgiving, students not here on campus. Right. There'll be empty seats, which is sad because you could have six straight sellouts. You're you're working on five straight. But I understand that. Yep. But I will hope that the people that are here on Saturday will focus on, you know, wishing every one of those seniors, and most of them factor. There's, there's, there's very few. I mean, there's a walk-on senior, but it's Brad Lundblade, who's a three-year starter. So um, I hope they'll focus on these kids and, and cheer them on. And, and Yeah, I agree. That these kids have a, a tremendous – because they've done a lot for the program on and off the field, no matter how you feel about this season. Yeah, I agree with you. So I'll tell you what, next week, tune into the podcast. I think Robert and I will kind of try to get more into the crystal ball and look ahead, not even maybe so much to the bowl game, but beyond the bowl game and, and kind of break down this season to some extent, but sort of look ahead more. So we'll plan to do that. So, Robert, hope you've had have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Can I mention recruits? I can't, can I? No, you can't. But we can speak in general terms. We can speak in general terms because looking ahead, there are some fun packages under the tree for Christmas for Mike Gundy and staff. Well, and it, it'll be interesting to see some things, you know, be interesting just to talk about the offseason in general. We'll have, we'll have a good conversation. So that'll be next week. Be on the air at 9 from Boone Pickens Stadium Saturday with a kick at 11.05. Hope you've had a wonderful Thanksgiving, or you will have a wonderful Thanksgiving, depending on when you are consuming this. Listening to it is a better way of saying it. If, if you can consume this with pecan pie and whipped cream on top, I would do that. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. That'd be good. Well, actually, pumpkin pie for me or cherry pie, which the girls, my daughters, are making one of each. You know so what? I'm kind of fired how about, up. How about this? And green I bean mean, casserole. Uh, you know, Katie. Katie's yeah, our yeah. pie baker, and her future father-in-law threw a curveball at her. She's she says, "What I make pies? What pies do you want for Thanksgiving?" Her future and father, her future father-in-law said, "Boy, I really would like a banana cream pie." Oh dear. And Katie goes. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like I could see her face. Oh, so she called see? her mom. She said, "Mom, do you have a recipe?" And my wife said, "Sure, I do." See, so that's what happens. You get married, banana man, cream you get into pie. Families and things get can get really get screwed up. No, you know, there's going to be a new tradition: a banana cream pie at Thanksgiving. Well, I'm I'm more of a chocolate cream pie guy, but that's all right. It'll be you know you, you probably haven't had the car. We have a caramel cream pie. Mm-mm, never had. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll bring you a piece of that Saturday. Mom used to make a. Chocolate dream pie and a pistachio dream pie. That Do you was like the caramel? Bomb. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's 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 a tradition in Lynn's family. I'll bring you a piece. Oh, it's sweet. unbelievable. Oh, that I'll look forward to that. Thank okay. you. All right, so we'll exchange uh, Thanksgiving treats perhaps Saturday in the booth. Until then, uh, have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you in a couple days. This has been the Oklahoma State Cowboy Insider. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.